Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome, wherever you may be. You found Business Buzz, where we're all about putting the buzz back into your business. I'm your host, Frank Kelly, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by Moda Business Solutions. They have resources that make sense. You can reach Moda at 858-251-4640 or simply go to their website at modabusinesssolutions.com. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us at 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z. That's 877-3-NOW-BUZZ or email us at info at businessbuzz.com. If you want to get to know Frank Hellring better or get to know more about the show or possibly become a guest or bring your business on with us, you should go to Business Buzz. That's spelled B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S, buzz.com. Well, a shout out to our philanthropic charity today, Cookies to Cops. That's spelled cookies, T-O-Cops.com. We've got an exciting announcement today in the fact that we have been doing a little bit of negotiations with that wonderful charity up there and Chaplain Joseph Heron, and we have now decided to put a small business initiative together alongside of what he's doing up there in that wonderful state of Washington, and we're going to call it Adopt to a Cop. Yeah, right, Adopt to a Cop. In other words, small businesses out there, if you're listening in today, you need to get in touch with Cookies to Cops because you need to get alongside this movement for our first defenders, our firefighters, and our EMTs all across this nation right now, not just to put cookies in their hands, but to shake hands with them and thank them for defending your business. Also, Voice America made an incredible announcement on this show a couple of weeks ago that we're going to be launching the Voice America Chamber of Commerce Network one day real soon. As a matter of fact, yesterday I had lunch with an incredible CEO exec named Heidi Gallegos. How you doing, Heidi, if you're out there listening today, Abrea Chamber of Commerce? She's all excited about becoming part of the Voice America Chamber of Commerce Network. So stay tuned to Business Buzz if you're a chamber out there because we're going to be coming your way real soon. Well, the show we've got slated for you today came through an incredible public relations group called the Anderson Group. They've got offices out there in Los Angeles and New York. And they have been so gracious and so kind. And the guests that I've got slated today, you are not going to believe. I didn't believe it when they told me. But they are stars on Netflix. Netflix TV series known as Restaurants on the Edge. Let me tell you something. Nick Liberato is the face of the hit Netflix series Restaurants on the Age. It was just released season two now. They started in 2019. They're coming into 2020, which focuses on helping restaurants in distress and performing, consulting, restructuring, and turnaround services in a holistic manner. His worldwide adventure takes viewers to some of the world's most spectacular locations, including mountainsides and white beaches, and despite their outstanding views, need a push to live it up to their magnificent views. Boy, I'll tell you, Nick, I'm going to have you handle my travel. Uh, Mike Delowitz is also on the air with us today. He's built up a career start taking startups to multi-million dollar success stories by helping both aspiring and experienced business leaders balance out the professional and the personal, pursuing action projects and passion projects and gaining greater perspective. Mike supports talented professionals in developing and sharing ideas with their communities. My kind of guy. Nick and Mike, welcome to Business Buzz. We're so glad to have you today. Thanks for having us, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Glad to be here. You bet. Listen, I took a little bit of a sneak preview of your show. And let me tell you something, you guys, wow. How are you traveling around the world where you're traveling right now with all this COVID-19 stuff? I mean, it's absolutely amazing the places that you go to. 
Yeah, I mean, it was all shot in 2019. Uh, we, we wrapped it in the summer of 2019. So it was that was all done and then went live uh, the first season of February, the second in May. So, uh, you know, it was it was certainly a, a far different year last year than this year. But wow. we covered a lot of ground in the nine, 10 months that we were traveling. Amazing. You know, IPTV obviously is the wave of the future. You know, small businesses need to get on board with this, the same as IP radio. Let me ask you a question. When you crafted this show, was this show crafted by you, Nick, or was it crafted by Mike, or how did you all put this together? It was a, sh- a show I've been, like, pitching for a number of years, and uh, it's kind of evolved over time. And uh, eventually, we got a greenlit in um, in uh, this, uh, June of 2018, actually, by Netflix. And uh, it was kind of based off my old restaurant in ca- California, where it was a beachside restaurant doing decent numbers, but underperforming and had a great view. So essentially, doing that and around the world in in a really positive way, and uh, exploring the uh, the environments and incorporating everything back into the space to reflect on it. So uh, yeah, we shot all over the world, 13 different locations and had, had a lot of success and a lot of fun. And it was, it was nice to, it was shot beautifully. And Amazing. people really, yeah. Mike, you sound like an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. You know, I'm sitting there reading that bio of yours. I said, boy, multi-million dollar enterprises. This guy's a, an incredible uh, mover and shaker down here. Mike, how'd you, how'd you get involved with this? Well, you know, I was, I've always been a hustler, but uh, I was a lawyer and, uh, you know, when I, when I started starting businesses of my own, um, I was able to look at problems, find some holes, come up with some alternative strategies. And I was very big into technology as well and figuring out how to do things better. And I started applying that to other industries and businesses. Um, and it just, it, it, it's when you, when you speak with, you know, small business owners or entrepreneurs or people that have, you know, done some groundwork to get there, have good ideas, you could uh, tie it all together and really make a difference. Uh, you bet. Mike, Nick, you agree with me that restaurants are a fabric of a community? 100%. What do you think's happening to them right now in the good old U.S. of A.? Uh, it, it's, it's been torn apart. I mean, lives have been destroyed. Businesses have collapsed. Uh, institutions that have been there and supported by communities for a long time have just been, uh, you know, every, everything that keeps their business going, um, you know, they just keep getting kicked down. If the restaurant business wasn't tough enough before, which it always has been and will be after, but having to deal with all these uh, restrictions, um, you know, it, it, it's been paralyzing for, for a lot of people. Right. And also, and, basically, from an aesthetic standpoint of view, things are changing, right? Okay. The other side of this is the business models are changing. You know, restaurants that never, ever did anything on the outside of that building now are being forced to, right? Now, that mm-hmm. might work in California, where we get about 25 days of rain, maybe a year, or maybe a couple of cold spurts. But let me ask you a question. You move it a few states over, and now we get three degrees. You move it a few more states, and now you got six-foot snow. How in the world is a restaurant going to function in those type of environments? You know, it's really about finding alternative strategies and alternative approaches. Um, you know, I've seen even before COVID some, some really out-of-the-box concepts, but they do cost money and a lot of people don't have the capital and means to do it. I've seen uh, igloos built out and robes given out at, at rooftops. And, uh, You've been to Alaska or what? <laughs> you know, they're, they're, it, it's, it's amazing. These like rooftop igloos that have enough heat in them to be comfortable with robes and people are dining, you know, all year round in New York City. But that, that costs money. Capital is, is, is an issue, especially as a small business owner. And it's a big reason some of these out-of-the-box ideas and, 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 and technology and, and capital is something why we built 618 to be able to provide some means for businesses. And we know that if you don't have capital, you know, we want to be a partner of yours and, and, um, and, and, and join forces with you in order to be part of these savable establishments that we you know, are really community icons that we believe could be saved. And um, it's a big part of our model. Boy, I love to hear you say that because, you know, my anchor sponsor, Moda Business Solutions, actually was a, a growth model outsource from another company called Synergy, okay, uh, World in San Diego. And for 25 years, gentlemen, they basically have owned the restaurant community in San Diego as far as marketing. Uh, and then the other thing is, is that uh, they have a huge client called Costco. 
Okay, so you know those cards, you know, that you go in, right? You get the card, discount card and whatnot. That's a a JV they've got with Costco. So they know the restaurant market very, very well. Okay, so what you just said, Mike, uh, I don't know about you. It kind of sounds to me like maybe after the show, we need to talk about a JV. What do you think? I'm up for everything right now. Right now, it's all hands on deck. There's problems out there. You know, there's solutions. I agree. 100%. Let me ask you a question. You've got this show out there now. Let's see, 2019. Now we're moving to 2020. You guys never expected what was going to happen on the 3rd of March, 2020, right? Okay, probably interrupted your production schedule big time. I mean, going into a third season, 100%. So uh, I I think it halted production with a number of different, um, you know, shows. But, you know, of course, there's no way we could have ever... um, plan this especially with the launch of the show I, I i probably would have wanted at least season two to be held up a little bit longer but you know it, it was a good time for it to launch as well because people were stuck in their houses and they needed content to watch whether it was you know a guy wrangling a bunch of tigers or a couple people uh traveling the world making restaurants better um but i i think with food and dining it's something that most people can relate to and, and that it does build the community and it's all about, you know, you know, that camaraderie at the table and the experience you get. And, and that has been kind of stripped from a lot of these places, uh, from families going out to dinner, couple guys like us going out for some beers and having some food, even though we can still do that within restrictions. There's so much stuff that, that comes along with it as far as, you know, the sanit- there's so much behind the scenes, like when we were talking before, Frank, about, you know, having to sanitize all the tables and do certain seatings. And, and you, again, you know, we're, we're in the Philadelphia area. We're, we're closely approaching wintertime. And there's only so many people that can sit outside. So, you know, Mike and I have been working really hard with each other, talking about pandemic-proof model, but also a model that works in just about any, any time. And, and that's something that, you know, you know, a service and food that, that works safely in that, in that way where we don't necessarily need to rely on the indoor seating and, and it's going to be product, you know, products and service that, that people are going to be able to come and go as they please. Right. You know, I admire you two guys, not just because you were, you know, born in the East coast. Okay. But uh, I, I do like Eastern guys. Uh, the bottom line though here is that you are boots on the ground. That show is boots on the ground. You guys are going into the midst, right? This is trenches time. Yeah. I mean, there's language restriction. <laughs> you know, there's language barriers. There's, uh, you know, we have uh, somewhat of a fixer, you know, at every different place that we go to that helps us accomplish the production that we want to do on the show. Um, but, you know, every place had their own challenges. I mean, actually, when I landed in Slovenia, the restaurant we were originally going to do actually pulled out. There were some uh, problems because we couldn't do any uh, interior design to the place. Cause it was like a historical monument. So we quickly within eight hours, um, you know, locked in a new place. And I, I definitely experienced, you know, really negative degrees, uh, up in Canada. We, uh, 40 foot waves hitting the coast in Hawaii. Um, you know, just about every weather condition I, I seen drones freeze midair and cars not start. So we, went through so many different things, but, you know, we just, we took on those challenges on the road to create the best show we possibly could. And, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was a beautiful production on, um, you know, and how you view the show. Yeah. You know, Mike, you have this eloquent background as far as in business, uh, and whatnot. Let me ask you a question. How do you think, um, a restaurant not being able to forecast revenue, not being able to forecast expense, not being able to find a way to get, you know, some reasonable counsel expertise, you know, to help them out of those two morasses. How do you see that as far as survivability of of this industry called the restaurant industry? You know, it's kind of like Einstein's theory of insanity. You know, you you can't do the same thing over and over and over and expect, you know, different results. This is a time period for alternative financial models that are predictable. Right, the you know, just like other industries with you know subscription-based models or fixed cost models, this is a time for restaurants to start thinking about that. If I if I had a, the ability to have alcohol in my restaurant, I I would be and, and it's a luxury to go out and and drink. I would be doing fixed cost models around open bar. I would be doing more you know trimming down menus and looking at price fix uh, ty- you know type options over there so you can predict 
the in and out. I think there's alternative things of table, you know, table fees and everything else if it's a premium and you want to have it certain way. And there are, uh, you know, aspects to, you know, have more predictability around what you're doing. And the other things, it's sometimes time to, the, you know, to cut, cut, you know, cut, cut the bait and do something else. There's alternative things like ghost kitchen models where it might not be what you set out to do, but right now you don't have to do the same thing. You can come back to it. There will be a time we're going to sit around the table and enjoying the, those community-based places and partying and reveling. But right now do the smart thing and, 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 and do something that makes sense. That is pandemic proof. Look at alternative sites and alternative models. Look at, um, you know, if you're a BYOB, find 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 a way to raise capital and get some of those bar and nightclubs that are all out of business and 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 buy those liquor licenses for cheap, which you never were able to touch before. Find different ways to do things. You bet. Apply you know, technology. Mike and Nick, you are both my kind of guy. We're going to move towards a break right now. Uh, I'm on the air right now with Mike Delowitz and Nick Labarado. They've got an incredible show on Netflix going into now its third season, right, Nick? And moving forward with restaurants on the edge. We're going to take a quick break right now. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Kellering live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you by Moda Business Solutions. And we're going to be right back with more buzz for your business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, we're back. This is Frank Kellering on Business Buzz. We've been mixing it up on the first half of the show with Nick and Mike Delowitz. They've got an incredible 
TV series known as Restaurants on the Age on Netflix, moving into the third season. Hey, Nick and Mike, we kind of mixed it up on the first half of the show, talking about the problematic issues, you know, in the restaurant community. How about we talk about solutions? Because right now we have an industry out there that's got massive question marks over the top of their heads. And I think I'm talking to a couple of guys that maybe have some answers. What do you think? Yeah, all about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, we've been seeing a lot of businesses kind of in the ebbs and flows over the past couple of months, not understanding how, how to adjust and keep their business afloat uh, between, uh, you know, adjusting uh, what they're offering on their menus to, to uh, you know, just their overall bottom line on their business. And unfortunately, it's, it's hurt their perception and, and you know, what's, what's keeping them going through this time. Some people, you know, a lot of the people, as we've talked about, 60% of business has been have closed or, you know, going to be out within over the next couple months. So it's, that's really, you know, a terrible number to hear, but there's, there's certainly a lot of hope for, for, you know, with, with business like we're running with 618 hospitality. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Hey, Mike, chime in there, bud. Tell me about 618. Yeah. So, you know, you know, problem solving is, is, is what it's all about right now. And we, I think we have identified the problems and, as a restaurateur, uh, you got to look at things like P and L, you know, remediation, vent, you know, and, and analysis, vent, you know, vendor analysis. Um, uh, as Nick said, your menu, your cost, your, you know, what's on your menu, um, your 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 lease negotiations, your your, you know, your 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 hours, your work staff, your you know your you know solving these, you know, going, moving this around pandemic. There's technology integration and new emerging technologies. Nick and I also have a, um, a sister company with our, with our partner called QLess, which is reactive technology of just-in-time uh, curbside pickup and delivery, which could be a great answer for some of the places to increase sales and create efficiencies and you know, not have to go all the time to those uh, you know, you know, costs that uh, DoorDash or Uber, Uber might have. Um, you know, cutting bait. Um, if you're, if, you know, and, and trying to, you know, get out of your lease and pay some penalties and reorganize, looking at ghost kitchen options and, and, and just reevaluating what you're doing in your, your current structure. Um, you know, fixed cost models that we spoke about before. I mean, it's all about the financials right now. You know, it's about, you know, how can you predict, you know, what, you know, what you're going to have in the current environment, uh, you know, applying liquor licenses, getting capital, like we, you know, reaching out to people like us. I mean, it's something that we can have. We are, you can DM us. We are accessible. We, we have a, both a virtual model that we can help businesses virtually and also, you know, a full on, you know, localized model right now in the, uh, in, in the Northeast. Um, you know, there are strategies over here. We have them. They work. These solutions out there, we run such an analysis where we've seen uh, pro formas that people are actually making more money during COVID than they would prior, than they were doing prior. And then, you know, the post-COVID performance look absolutely amazing. So it's not time to wave in the flag yet. You know, there, there are approaches, there are things, there are groups that can provide capital. You know, you just have to let go of your, your ego, not try to do it, your, everything yourself, not bet, you know, bet anything on it. And uh, it's a time to collaborate and join forces and do things differently. Hey, Mike, it sounds to me like we just hit the crux of why we're doing the show together today, right? You just came up with a mouthful <laughs> well, I, there, my friend. <laughs> it's um it's all a playbook right you know and we've been is this playbook evolves and it's meant to be you know individualized playbooks for what you're you're doing and and this is you know just like this you know nick show restaurant on the edge it's a holistic approach this is a tough time you know no one's out there to you know steamroll everyone this is a time where you know we're trying to save some gems in the community not everything will be saved not everything has the models or location or the ability to do that but the ones that can and the ones that want to be part of this 618 is there to help you well you know everything that i've seen as far as and i'm following the trends ever since i did my first show the american restaurant crisis if we continue to linger through this COVID 19 at least another 30 to 60 days we could in fact lose 60 percent of our entire restaurant community and we're not just talking about you know enterprise level restaurants here we're talking from enterprise all the way down to mom and pop taco stands you know right mm-hmm. across the board 
and you cut that out of a community. Do you have any idea from a sales tax revenue standpoint of view what that's going to do to the municipalities out there in the cities? I mean, right now, they are basically breathing fumes, you know, on the reserves uh, in these cities from sales tax revenue, from the malls being shut down, from the restaurants being shut down. I mean, everywhere you look, sales tax revenue is non-existent. So when mm-hmm. you talk about cutting operational costs to restaurants, you are talking the language they need to start hearing, right, Mike? Yeah, I mean, and, and these municipalities right now, they, they realize that. They realize they can, you know, some of these municipalities can be a little defunct. You're seeing a new emergence of these municipalities now leaning on, you know, um, you, know ta- you know, legalizing, you know, re- you, know, you know, reforms to legalize marijuana and tax that where they haven't done that before. And that kind of income sort of to help balance that. And also that would create funds to help um, preserve some of these you know, bigger restaurant funds to help the community out there, too, and, and the small business owners. So there are, you know, some municipalities are working to solutions like that. But, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a time period right now where if you can hold on, if you can save a fraction of what's going to go out there, it, it's, it's a big thing. And Nick and I right now, we're, we're not scared. We're actually opening up our own, uh, you know, first restaurant concept together under 618, hopefully in the next eight weeks for our launch. You know, we're going out there because we figure out sort of a, you know, a, a new strategy of, of community-based needs and what, what can work during these time periods and then after. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're not sitting there saying we're closing. We're actually opening and we're looking to do more, both with current restaurant owners and ourselves. You know, guys, I'm a baby boomer. I got a wealth of experience underneath this belt of mine, right? 68 years old when I've been in the business arena a long time. Now, you guys are the ones that are coming behind me, right? The Gen Xers, the millennials and whatnot. Uh, These are big shoes to fill, guys, okay, for small business to be able to survive in the United States of America. When you begin to take a look at what's happened to small business here, I call it the three R's. The first thing they got to think about doing is recover. Because they're in damage control right now. I mean, this is like a shock factor that nobody ever expected to hit the biggest market in the United States. And then you've got the second R, which is rejuvenate, which means they got to start thinking about thinking outside the box. They can't turn around and grab their original modus operandi, the business plan, and pretty much almost have to trash that thing and then turn around and say, wait a minute, how do I attack and adjust? How do I, recover? How do I bring this back? How do I put the passion, the essence, you know, the pizzazz uh, back into my business? And last but not least, they've got to learn to return to profitability because if they don't return to profitability, <coughs> then they're at the mercy of 3P loans and EIDLs and God knows whatever else, you know, the government's going to come up with as far as a crutch loan because there's always more month at the end of the money. So let me ask you a question. I'm going to date myself right now. In the 70s, we had a real estate crunch, remember? We had, we had prime interest rates that were like through the moon. Interest rates on houses weren't 2.5. They were like around 17%. What did the real yeah. estate industry come up with? Adjustable rate mortgage. They got creative, right? Can't we do that today with restaurants? What about these fixed costs, these massive leases for all this massive space that they have to pay for? How come they can't go back and negotiate with that leaseholder? Hey, wait a minute. Can we put this determinant on sales, possibly? Yeah, what do you think, Mike and Nick? Can we uh, start uh, talking about renegotiating leases uh, to restaurants? I, I Probably more now than ever for landlords because they've been hit just as hard as, as a, a lot of these restaurants, you know, with no one being able to jump into the spaces. So I, clearly, if there's a time to negotiate off of the sales or, or a much better way to uh, operate, it would be now. You know, it's uh, Cheesecake yeah, Factory kind of set a precedent here in California. In fact, I had him as a client when I had my insurance agency for many, many years. Cheesecake Factory, within 30 days, told their leaseholder on 300 restaurants, we ain't paying you. That's amazing from that right. aspect and whatnot. Now, they are paying them now because Cheesecake Factory is opened back up. But, you know, all these guys out here, I mean, Mike, how can we get at this? I mean, how, how can we make leaseholders, you know, wake up and realize, hey, you can't afford to lose these businesses? So I, I have a strategy for this, actually. And this is coming something where I spent my life prior to all of this. I was a leasing attorney in my early career. Um, and... You know, in negotiating leases over here uh, and doing something that's fair and equitable for both the landlord who now has the space that's equipped for restaurants and may not be able to fill that for a while and both, you know, fair to the the, the restaurateur who needs some time. Obviously, we had the, the stop gaps of not paying. And now you're right. It should be based on, especially with these, you know, uh, you know the, the pandemic percentages of what you're allowed in your restaurant. And you got to figure, you know, if, if I can only have 25% capacity, right? 
then you should be able to, you know, renegotiate at that stage point and have monitoring systems where this is what I'm paying you. It needs to be about a quarter of what I could because I couldn't, I can't survive that right there. And if it goes to 50%, let's go there. And when it, and it reaches, you know, height, then you're back at what you're doing. And, and some communities, you know, they're, they're getting together, but that, you know, and, and providing alternative structures. I know some of the smaller entities in, in my own community um, have negotiated with municipalities. They had a very small space. And guess what? Their, their outdoor space is five times the amount of their indoor space, and they were able to utilize that and actually have a better business than they had before. Um, so there, there's, yeah. there's certain things you can do with municipalities. There's certain things you definitely can do on, on better negotiations with your landlords. You know, and I, I think if you do it the right way, eventually, you know, it's like year one, let, let's, let's discount it. Year two, it's discounted again. And year three, we should be right back on track. And maybe in, in fairness, you extend your lease at that point, too, where the landlord can make up a little bit and, and, and it gives you time to know what you're doing. I just think there's there, there are ways to do it. You can the percentage of sales is a little difficult. Um, you know, some landlords they don't they don't want to be restauranters. They like to collect their bills, know what they're having, and plan accordingly. So you know you know it, it's a little difficult in some restaurants who are still in cash mode right now. You know, it, it gets a little difficult. Like personally, I like the idea of cashless restaurants. Um, you know, it, it's easy for the, you know, the, the restaurant to, you know, to not have to be there counting every night and, and accountability. If you are going to do something like that, could be a good idea. Let me ask Money's you, dirty. I mean, you know, what you're talking about here is very creative, right? I mean, uh, in most cases, most of these leaseholders don't know how to spell it, nor do they want to, you know, if you're going to make change, you got to create a movement, right? That's the reason why, if you take a look at what's going on in our country right now, what's changing America, a movement. You guys are in the IPTV world. I'm in the IP radio world. I kind of see an opportunity here for collaboration, okay, somewhere down mm-hmm. the road, okay, between our two entities and the fact of actually putting a message out there and see if we can't put a wake-up call out in this lessor uh, realm. What do you think? Yeah, I think no, that sounds great, Frank. I love the idea. And, and we, we have strategies. We need a voice. We need people to come in and be a part of this and understand that we, we do have solutions over here. And the more people that collaborate and help and get this, the more that 60% can minimize to 50 to 40 and be a better place for everyone. Exactly. You know, and you know, leases aren't the only hard dollar cost expense that these restaurateurs are dealing with out here. How about the fact of the matter of merchant processing? Let's go there a minute. I mean, because the banks are going to raise that number, that yardstick's going up, their barometer is going to increase. Uh, and the reason mm-hmm. being is because you're taking tremendous losses, right, in this credit card, especially during COVID-19. You know, people basically saying, hey, that's a non-secured loan. Why do I want to pay you, you know? So you've got this situation here uh, and whatnot where that yardstick's going up. Now you've got, you know, it's almost like getting bookended, right? You're getting banged, you know, on one end with your lease and you're getting banged on the other end with your merchant processing. Where's the solution there? Well, with merchant processing, I mean, you're talking about all the our POS systems and everything, yeah, and yeah, and, the, and the rates that come along yeah. with that. Yeah, I mean, Mike, Mike had touched on being cashless. I mean, the fact that you're not doing as as much sales, you're saying, but and and having to deal with that that POS system. Frank, is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yep. Well, I I think that's a matter of a you know, restoring, just like you said, and rejuvenating and adjusting and adapting and bringing that business in, uh, you know, clearly people aren't ringing the register like they have before, but they're, they've got to figure out a, a model that that's going to work for them. That's going to be able, they're going to be able to adapt to their business to bring in that more business. And, and maybe it, you know, it, a lot of fine dining got killed back in 2007 um, with, with everything that had happened over that year. And, and I always say that's kind of the time when uh, fruit trucks got uh, kind of their rejuvenation and, and like came about and a lot of the fine dining died and things are getting simplified and simplifying your business um, for, for these times is, is the best thing you can do. I, I, I've looked at restaurants where their menus look like hoarders and their, 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 you know, their costs are all over the place and they're overstaffed and, now you can have a model which, you know, might get touched on cashless, yep. you know, just for even just the exchange of money and being dirty right now, let people have been moving away from that. Um, you're able to track everything that you're doing. But more importantly, it works for a pandemic proof model as far as a grab and go concept for however long you have to stay within that. And 
being able to produce products that are going to be able to work within that. Hey guys, can I make a confession to you? I baited you a little bit. Okay. Believe it or not, Moto Business Solutions, my anchor sponsor, has got a merchant processing firm out there in Texas that is cutting restaurant costs by 95% on their merchant processing. Okay. Okay. We can cover that a little bit in the second half, especially if the CEO of Moda calls in. We're moving towards a break right now, guys. I am on with this incredible guest here, Nick Liberato and Mike. Oh, geez, your last name again, Mike. I'm sorry. Apologize. I'll just call you Mike. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Kellering live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you by Motive Business Solutions. We're moving towards Business Watch, which is the time that you can live call into the show. I've got two incredible guests on here that you can mix it up with today. That number is 866-472-5790. Again, 866-472-5790. And we'll be back with Business Watch and more buzz for your business. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hi, we're back. Frank Hellring now on Business Watch. This is your opportunity to live call into the show. So pick up your phone and call us at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. I've got my incredible guests there with me on the show, Nick Liberato and Mike Dilowitz. This is an incredible show that we put together here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, talking about restaurants and talking about restaurants on the edge, which just happens to be the title of these two incredible guys' show on Netflix uh, now moving into their third season, you know, Nick and Mike, you know, I have a kind of a thing that I do here in Business Watch where I use three watchwords, meet, collaborate, and grow. That meet basically has to do with the fact of, you know, if I like you, I want to do business with you, right? Nick, you mm-hmm. like me? Mike, Absolutely. you like me? Cool. We'll get past that. <laughs> the collaborative feature of this, though, has to do with intellectual property. I've got intellectual property in what I do on my side of the fence. You've got intellectual property in what you do on your side of the fence. What we have to do is find the fits, Right. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, you have to have a mechanism. 
You got to have a modus operandi. You got to have a mousetrap out there to make this baby work, grow and make a profit. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what we did on the first half of the show, we kind of found a way that we might be able to do that between IP radio and IP TV. What do you think? I agree. Well, well, if you're, you're not growing, you're ready to start a movement, death. Mike. Like I said, if you're not growing, you're dying a slow death. I love it. I love it. Hey, I think we got a call in already. Uh, hey, Andrew, patch him through. I think we got Steve uh, calling from San Diego, right? Hello. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Very good. How are you? This is like old home week. <laughs> you were on my first show. <laughs> That's not too long ago. Cool. We got Stephen Celesi on with us, who's the CEO, executive, oh my goodness, chief cook and bottle washer of food and beverage of San Diego. Hey, Steve, I've got some incredible guests on with me today. Nick Liberato, Mike Dankowitz, they've got a show called Restaurant of the Edge, which I happened to send you uh, in the past and whatnot. And uh, hey, tell them what's going on in San Diego, Steve, because you've got the pace. You know what's going on. In San Diego is uh, sort of a going through the same thing that a lot of other places in the country are going through. Um, California seems to be the place where they're testing out all of the restrictions, and they've come up with a new color-coded scheme to where you might lie in, which means that ultimately to get back to normal, uh, COVID has got to be 100% gone. It just ain't going to happen. So um, like Mike and Nick were saying earlier, I've been listening to the show, um, you know, businesses need to develop a strategy that for success. And it is different than whatever strategies we had out there before. Um, you've got to focus uh, more on being able to be simple, uh, quick, um, to go, um, and uh, less expensive. Uh, you have to try to uh, develop some kind of delivery system if you can. If you have to hook into the big uh, traditional delivery companies, then you've got to be able to boost up those menu prices to compensate for that 25-30% that they're taking right off the top, um, or you're just not going to be uh, successful. And, you know, it all gets back down to one point, volume. If you can't do the volume that's going to generate enough uh, 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 sales for what, however you're situated, depending on where you're located, what your lease costs are, how much square footage, your labor pool, uh, you're just not going to make it. And a lot of people are rigid. Um, and they haven't been able to uh, change because they just don't want to or they can't. Uh, you mentioned earlier, too, about leases and landlords. You know, the landlords are, to a great degree, are in the same position uh, that the, the businesses that their customers are, are in. Um, some landlords have more ability to be able to compensate, uh, depending on what kind of a situation they're in. Some landlords are just real turkeys. They're numbskulls. They're not nice people. I mean, we've had cases here where moving the restaurant out uh, outside and then maybe into some parking spaces, and the landlord comes up and says, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge you extra rent. You're taking up more space than you were before, oh, um, which is just... It's crazy. It's crazy. Not good. Steve, let me ask you a question. So all of those uh, things know, need to come together. Um, are, are, are these restaurant owners, you know, down in a foxhole? Are they running in place? Or are they basically in a shock factor? What are you finding out there? I mean, you're, you're overseeing about 500 restaurants in San Diego right now. You've got a unique market territory out there, you know, between conventions and, and travel and all that. Kind of unique, you know, in your neck of the woods. And you told me a long time ago, Gas Lamp District, you could shoot a howitzer down there. There's nobody down there. And you got some high-end restaurants there. What's the solution? How can we get this message out? I've got IPTV represented here today. I've got IP Radio. How can we help you, Steve? Well, a gas lamp is actually a good example of what places can do to some extent, where there is a gas lamp quarter business association that's been in place for a long time. They uh, work directly. They're actually a quasi-government organization, part of the, the city of San Diego. And uh, so what they did was to lobby the city council to uh, allow for uh, street dining 
Um, so they took away all the rules and regulations, and they opened it up. They made it so it was simple and easy to get people out. We're under a 25% in-house uh, restriction right now. Um, and, you know, there's no reason for 25%. It should be 100% of whatever we can do uh, successfully. There's no reason why we can't put, and we have put petitions up in between tables, booths. Um, we can distance people to some degree. We can actually separate them. And we could be up to 75-plus uh, inside, and it wouldn't make any difference at all. Um, it, it, uh, these government agencies, you know, here in California, we're just really, uh, struck, uh, with, uh, stuck with a whole lot of regulations and, and a government that is just domineering to the point of extinction, um, to, uh, control everything, you know, bars, any kind of music venue and bars are just never going to reopen. Look at what's happened. And same thing in New York, where they they haven't even been that far uh, with inside dining. I think, I'm not sure if they've even opened any of it up yet, or maybe they've just opened it to 25%, but they've made it just impossible for businesses to be able to, um, to, to adhere to whatever those rules are. Um, you know, government, again, is our enemy. They're not our friend. They're, they're really the obstacle. They've, and, and we can do it and keep people safe. We want to keep our employees safe, number one, and then our customers. Um, if, if the employees don't feel that we're doing a good enough job, they won't come to work. Um, yep. That's not good. <laughs> you know, Steve, uh, it, uh, just to, it kind of digress you know, a little bit here. Um, I can Nick, Nick said that they're getting ready to open uh, their own business, and they're running into all these problems, and, and they're going to find that um, some things that they thought that were not that big a deal are going to turn into a really big deal. Yeah, Nick, uh, Steve, Nick and Mike are involved in a new venture called 618 Hospitality Group. You want to talk to them a little bit about that, Mike? Mike? Well, Mike? Yeah. Hi, how are you? Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot. So, so yeah, 618, you know, hospitality group, uh, you know, it was started off as your, your traditional hospitality group, but with my background in, uh, you know, uh, startups and turnaround and Nick's background as a turnaround expert, both on TV, uh, and, and in real life for restaurants, we decided to, uh, take a different approach during COVID and it really, the model has been based on uh, alternative strategies to the traditional restaurant, uh, emerging and reactive technology, and other ways in order to uh, uh, figure out uh, solutions in order to uh, help the restaurateurs thrive, not survive, as we say, by implementing uh, you know different kinds of solutions that uh, weren't traditionally done and aren't traditionally thought of in the uh, in the restaurant space. What do you think? Well, what are Can some of the arms around that? And what what solutions have you come up with? Well, you know, we, we've we've looked at alternative financial models, subscription based models, fixed cost you know fixed cost models to get more profitability. Um, you know, different as we spoke before, models and in, in leasing models with landlords and renegotiations. Uh, we've looked at um, things like ghost kitchens. We've looked at implementing different mm -hmm. types of technology that that create, you know, uh, you know, be better delivery and queue systems. We've looked at sure. um, b bringing restaurants to uh, alternative structures, such as um, uh, you know, shipping containers that that can be fully built out restaurants uh, that you know are similar uh, to the mobile food trucks, but actually could do a full out restaurant with you know uh, alcohol service and whatnot. We looked at you know buying you know getting capital funds to wholesale bars and nightclubs in order to uh, you know utilize those on some BYOBs and just house them for the future of what we're doing. So these 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 are there's much other different models that we've looked at, but you know, these are things that we're, we're, we've, we've developed and that we're implementing. And, you know, what, you know, one by one, the more capital we have and the more team members we, we grow, the more, the more reach we have to help people. Yeah. I, I, th I wonder though, if, um, with all the stuff that's going on, 
people who were willing to invest, because we've got, I've got one of our um, members has 14 locations, and it's all done by um, reinvesting from uh, uh, cash flow and investors. So they have never gone to a bank or uh, any commercial lending institution. But I wonder with the situation the way it is now for somebody coming in new, to be able to find people with money that want to invest it in hospitality, how do you cultivate that? How do people find out about it? Yeah, I mean, it's really about, you know, everything in life about getting the investors is about having something creative and then having a a pro forma that makes sense and having the, the right narrative around that pro forma and, and looking at, you know, some examples of how to get from A to Z. And specifically, you know, I, I have, I, I've tied a lot of these models to other industries that have been in the same place, you know, the change, mm-hmm. um, you know, have, have had some economic issues. Uh, but in this scenario over here, you can apply that to the restaurant industry. And honestly, the only thing you have to bet in the restaurant industry from a long-term growth perspective is that, you know, when this is all over, people are going to eat and drink. And if you think people aren't going to eat and drink, then then it's probably not a good model for you. But I think it's going to happen, you know, just like we had after the Spanish flu, we had the Roaring Twenties. And we're going to have the Roaring Twenties again. I think it's a great bet to have a, a huge you know, ROI on in your investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the where and, and when. Um, yeah. It's the big challenge. Today. Yeah. Nick, let me ask you a question. Uh, <laughs> to try to put all that together and uh, and then be able to be as successful as possible. The ghost kitchens, I think, are a great um, option for people. We've got um, several members who have a number of locations, and they have for delivery. They've opened up the. Uh, quote-unquote ghost kitchen, so that that's the only place or strategically located uh, throughout the county. So they might have one, they might have three, um, and then all the delivery comes out of those ghost kitchens, and then it doesn't put any additional demand on their brick-and-mortar businesses. Yep. And hey, Nick and uh, Mike, let me ask you a question. Uh, what stuff. do you think about possibly, you've done a show uh, in Arizona, right? You've done one in Hawaii as well? That's correct. What do you think about moving your uh, platform to uh, San Diego one day soon? <laughs> well, I've actually done bar. I've done two bar rescues in uh, San Diego in in, in a, you know a long time ago. But there's plenty of locations, uh, you know, all over the world. That was the great structure yeah. about the show. That anywhere with a great view um, is kind of taking a little bit more of a hack approach. I, I would say in some places because. You know, the, the real estate is filling the seats and that hurt a lot of businesses mm. just by, think, you know, a place being a tourist trap. So that was my whole idea behind it was why do you, you know, there, you have a great view or a great location, but you're just, you know, that's what's filling the seats. No, you have to follow that up with great service. You have to follow that up with a, yep. a you know, a, a menu that that's changing and evolving and that has people engaged. Um uh, you know, all these things come into play much more than what the view looks like or, or you know, or where your location is. Cool. Yep. You know, we've had a great show yep. today, guys. I'm moving, unfortunately, to the end of the show. It always happens. The hour flies by. Hey, Stephen, thank you so much for calling in. We're going to find a way to get you in touch with Nick and Mike here in the future. Thank you. Nick, Mike, this is absolutely amazing. Uh, we've really covered a lot of ground here today, but I think we've got a move uh, happening here. What do you think? Absolutely. Cool. Listen, thank you so much for your time. And I know you two guys are really busy. Thanks. And a shout out again to Anderson uh, Public Relations uh, Agency out there in L.A. or New York or whoever, what office put this together. Thank you so much for putting us together because that's what it's all about here at Business Buzz. Thank you for tuning in to Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us at 877-NUMBER-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-NUMBER-3-NOW-BUZZ. Or me, email us at info at businessbuzz.com. To learn more about the show, visit our show host webpage at businessbuzz.com. That's spelled B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S, buzz.com. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Putting the buzz back into your business is what we're all about. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. 
We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.